welcome to Lessons She Learned, where we have conversations about different life lessons that we learn every single day. This entire arsenal of content is designed to help you really quick just find what you're looking for, digest it, help you process it so that you could do whatever other thing you need to get to. Sometimes we need to solve the problem in our mind before we could go ahead and solve the problem before us. And so I'm excited for this content uh, to kind of be a tool to help you go ahead and do that. What is up, family? I am excited to be back. I'm excited uh, because we're getting into it today. Today, we are talking about the danger of submitting to everything spiritual. Um, One of the things that you're going to probably peep is that a lot of my life lessons are kind of like enveloped into the the faith that I'm developing. Um, And my relationship with God is shaping and molding the nature of the lessons that I'm learning. Um, And because of him, because of God, I am like trying to pay attention um, to what's happening around me, what's happening in me, what's happening with my mind. um, How is that impacting what it is that I decide to do? And so I like um, having this conversation, one, because for some reason, it seems like we're avoiding these conversations. We're, We're avoiding conversations about, you know, what it means to grow for real, um, what it means to mature for real. Um, we have, I'm so happy for us as like a generation um, where we started to have conversations about mental health and emotional health. Um, and I'm even happy for us that we've started to be more inquisitive and even ask questions and have even started to lean into developing understanding when it comes to the Bible. But I think that it can sometimes be so easy to have this um, super flowery, um, very lighthearted feeling towards faith, um, simply because of how the world presents it, how the world markets it. But we are very real people and we live very real lives. And so if we're going to have um, this faith that we understand biblically is actually authentic, it's, it's authentic to uh, man's real life experience. It's it's authentic to real life hurt, real life pain, real life suffering, um, real life development, real life, all of that stuff. Um, sometimes we're going to need to have more conversations, not just about how flowery purpose is, but sometimes we're going to have to have some very real conversations about what's going on, what got us here, what are these challenges, why do I feel the way that I feel and how can I work through that? And sometimes we need to be able to work through that and and not need someone to, you know, pride themselves as the living authority on that single thing. But sometimes we need to be surrounded by the people in the pews who are willing to do the work with you, the people in the pews who are are ready to walk this thing out with you. Um, Sometimes you have to just take a greater responsibility for the growth and the health of your own spirit. And... I realized how necessary it was right ar- well I, I realized it was necessary and important right around the time I went to college but I, I wasn't I wouldn't say I took it seriously at all then um, but I would say um, after some time after some study after some growth after, after some life continued to happen um, and especially around the start of the pandemic I realized 
I got nervous for people who didn't know how to study, who were uncomfortable with the text um, of the Bible and who felt like they were so intimidated by it that they really just didn't even trust themselves to read and understand. Um, And so I got so nervous and I also couldn't really find the kinds of conversations I really wanted to have. I really wanted to be having conversations about very real things. Um, And so until I found that group who was willing to have very real conversations um, about life, very real conversations about struggle, um, very real conversations about the Bible and justice, um, very real conversations about the Bible and womanhood and patriarchy and all the things until I was able to find an environment that was able to have those conversations with me I struggled with like feeling like bro like where are all the people where are all the people who are like who have their questions or who want to have these conversations and where are the forums where are the environments and so I decided Um, that I would be the environment and that no matter who I was talking to, no matter where I was, I would be willing um, to be honest about that as a content creator, enjoying content often um, and creating content because I enjoy it. This is one of the things that I felt like I could not just speak at length about, um, but that I felt like was missing from the conversation um, from the perspective of people tend to feel like they have to have some grandiose degree of expertise before they start to have any conversations about anything. Um, And sometimes being a student is what we just all have in common. Sometimes being in process is what we all have in common. You do not need any sort of fancy degree in order to qualify for curiosity in your faith. You can ask questions, you can look around, you can have dialogue and you can have conversation. And so that's the healthy uh, place that I'm praying that this place is, but it's also the place that I'm trying to, you know, do what I gotta do to curate. Um, Because we can't just keep talking around what's real um, and trying to use the flowery faith we founded um, to try to live in this very real life where things is not as cute, like where things are a lot less structured, so it seems. Um, and so today we're talking about the danger of submitting to everything spiritual because it seems like people who are loving God and professing to be Christian or or considers themselves underneath that category, aren't necessarily always aware um, that everything spiritual is not submitted to God. And the one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is because I fell under the belief that you just kind of believe people for what they say. Like, you really couldn't, you really truly never know like where a person is for real, for real. Like you, you don't, you cannot look into their heart and, you know, you know, just gauge or estimate um, where you think a person might be, but we're all in different places and we all show that um, in, in varying ways. And what we say is usually one indication of like where we are. Um, so even this podcast is hinged upon the trust of what I say. Um, And even the parts of my life that I share on social are intended to be like the support for the things that I have said, but also supposed to be like just just happy or relative moments from my life. Um, And so I like to be able to not just look at what a person is saying, um, but to look at a myriad of things to help determine whether or not 
okay, this is consistent. This is something I should take heed to, or this is something I should just investigate to see if it's something I should be considering or taking heed to. Um, even with this podcast, like, yeah, it's cool. I really like doing it. It's a good time. But it, in the event that you hear me saying something that is less than biblical, um, or something that sounds like eisegesis and not exegesis, which is something we went over in the last episode, then you need not take heed to that. And it's my responsibility to not come out here with pure lies. Um, it's my responsibility to come out here and have done my own studies. Um, it's my responsibility to actually not do things under the name of Christ, um, under the hand of God, um, and, and let them be something that are not consistent with who he is or something that would honor them. Sometimes even things we do as cre- like as, as man, like sometimes we be like, oh, you know, you, like the Lord told me to do X. Sometimes you decided to do it because it honors him and that's okay too. And so we don't have to always try to validate something by ascribing it to being something explicitly that he said to do. It's just good to honor the God we serve. And that's why I'm here. Um, and so, because I like to honor him and I'm noticing that some of the same questions that I had once upon a time, some of the same things that I'm learning through and growing through, there are other people learning and growing through some of those same lessons. Um, And so in uh, today's episode, we're breaking down the danger of submitting to everything spiritual because at one point in time, I made every mistake on this list of things that I'm going to recommend not to do. I made every single mistake and I'm going to tell you what it cost me um, as well, because sometimes we make mistakes from the most innocent places. Um, Sometimes we just want to feel better. Sometimes we just want to feel whole. Um, Sometimes we just want to feel finished. Sometimes we want to just, you know, support people and encourage people and be there for them. And then sometimes there is an, some sort of activity or environment that we can go into to to meet those ends and they are inherently spiritual but we might not be aware of that um and so i have submitted to things um before in my life out of sheer ignorance that i did not realize was a problem and we're gonna talk about them um first one you and i and i I phrase it as you, and I'm going to, I think I'm going to leave it as you, um, or I might say it as we, but these are things we both ought to, to know and keep in mind as we continue to go and do life together. Um, the first one is we cannot submit to everyone with an authoritative voice. When I was, um, when, how old was I? I'm a, I really cannot remember it. Oh. You know what? I was in college, I think it was, and I started a blog um, during my internship because I just I I had so much time. I needed to find something to do that I could focus on fostering. Like honestly, there was nothing going on at the internship, um, and so I started a blog, and I really, really, really liked blogging. I was blogging about faith, um, and I was. And I realized that I, I might be, I wasn't a, the world's best writer, but I realized I was pretty good at writing. I was pretty good at like stringing a story together real quick. And, um, and I would sprinkle on top a little scripture. 
Um, and I would do things that I literally in the last episode told y'all not to do. Like I would, you know, find a scripture with the theme or the word that was consistent with what I was talking about. And I would sprinkle it in because I felt like my heart was already there. I just need a little word to tie it all together. Um, at the time, I, my study was not in depth. Um, I was not taking the time on a consistent basis to like look through the word, look through the text, see how it all aligned. And I would get so frustrated anytime I felt like the context didn't quite make sense. Um, and I don't think that I ever intentionally like overstretched any scriptures, but I do recall just being like haphazard with the scriptures I would pick. Um, and so I remember like just being so committed to my posting schedule that like I, I just needed to hurry up and put something together so I could do what I said I would do um like I did it like I said in the last episode and I realized I was having a problem um and I even realized that when I would go to people and I would talk about different things um because of the tonation of my voice because i wouldn't call it formally trained but because i even have had some experience publicly speaking debating things like that um my voice tone is kind of relatively deep and very persuasive so if i deeply believe what it is that i'm saying and i'm saying it to you in a way that i know is the most convincing um i know that i could if I'm not careful, lead somebody astray. That made me so nervous. When I tell you, once I realized the power of my physical voice and even like the power of my actions based on my like my person, like my personality and all those things, I stopped doing things because I was just like, if you're not going to do it all the way, if you're not going to do it right, then don't do it. Um, and so I realized that my voice and any authority that I might carry needs to be fully submitted and fully redeemed um, in order for me to be walking around carrying any authority that is related to my faith and communicating, you know, trying to give God glory. Um, and so I was like, I right, bet. So I didn't say nothing for a long time. And I also, you know, read all the scriptures about how the teachers have you know, a very big responsibility. Um, and I was, I was doing all the things. And so I went on to listen to different people so I could start studying, start learning. And I realized that as I was learning to study, that there were a lot of people who also had an authoritative voice and who were also saying, you know, who also seemed to be struggling in the same way that I was struggling. They, they had to show up. They had to say things. They, they committed to it already, but they were showing up empty. Um, they were showing up with an authoritative voice with nothing to say. They were showing up with an authoritative voice by saying something that was extra biblical, which means it was in addition to the, what the Bible was saying, which means it wasn't consistent with what it was actually saying, right? And so I had to make a decision um, and I had to make some adjustments. And so one of the adjustments, one of the decisions that I made is to question the heart, the integrity, and the focus of whatever um, the authoritative voice was actually saying. So that means you having a little vibrato, you knowing how to posture yourself, you even being good at marketing is just not enough for you to have the authority for me to submit to. Everybody who has authority, an authoritative voice, everybody in a pinstripe suit, everybody behind the pulpit is not, or even everybody with a, an account with a, a whole bunch of followers that is showing you that maybe I should have some authority. You can't submit to everybody. 
You cannot submit to everybody. You have to do that same due diligence that we talked about in the last chapter. You're going to bring up a scripture. Let's talk about the whole thing. You're going you're gonna to read something. Let's make it sure it's in context. Because you can't afford to be out here submitting to someone who considers themselves to be persuasive. And then the second thing that we simply cannot do is we cannot submit to everybody with influence. It's dangerous. One, people are real life struggling to lead themselves. Real life. People are real life having challenges with what it means to walk in this thing and not just agree with it, not just have it be a feather in the cap. It's very important that just because a person has um, some authority in one industry or some authority in some space that you don't now consider them to be an authority in a place where they actually struggle to produce fruit. You can be the best designer. You can be the best hairstylist. But if you are not also proficient in your faith, there is no reason for me to be submitting to your areas of faith simply because you also are proficient in hair. Your authority and your understanding doesn't simply transfer from industry to industry. What is it that makes you spiritually fit to, to hear, come and allow myself to be led by you? What besides your physical fruit, what are the spiritual fruit of, of what it is that you believe and profess? And to whom are you submitting? Because sometimes we look at fruit that we are assuming to be spiritual. We assume that anybody's um, much or lack of lack is actually spiritual fruit. But we know from reading Galatians 5 that the, the fruit of the spirit is beyond that. And so everybody with influence, everybody with a following is not the person you need to be submitting to spiritually. And just because they love God doesn't mean that they know how to love God. I know a lot of people grand followings, love God so much, mention him all the time. I could love you and, and really not know how. I could love you. I could love God right now, but, but be struggling with some sort of addiction, struggling with pills, struggling with alcohol, struggling with sex outside of marriage, struggling with all these different kinds of things, and they don't know how to love him, spend, spend no time with him, but they got to represent. There are lots of people who love God but don't know how to love well. Knowing how to love God well is one of the fruit of the Spirit. It's love. True love. And so we go through points and phases where we're giving out our best love to him, but the love should improve. It should enhance. It, be, it should be refined. And hold on. Let me pull up the rest of the fruit of the Spirit because we, we could get into it. Hold on. Open up my Bible. We're going to, is it Galatians 5 or Galatians 6? Well, we about to find out. <laughs> All right. In my Bible, in my CSB, um, it's the spirit versus the flesh. And so instead of trying to play out loud and start from the verse where I'm talking about, I'm going to start from verse 16 in chapter 5, and I'm going to go all the way to chapter, I mean, to verse 26. Um, so that's about 10 verses. It says, um, I say then, walk by the spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't, um, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are left by the spirit you are not under the law 
Uh, now the works of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, um, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have uh, crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. That was Galatians 5, verses 16 to 26. That's what I meant. Okay, cool. Um, and so I'm also going to go on to say, we cannot submit to people struggling with their own understanding. When a person lets you know, as a disclaimer, that they are struggling with their faith, but because you love them and because you trust them, they still give you advice because you are coming to them anyway. One... You heard the disclaimer, but you love and respect them so much that you are willing to submit to even their misunderstanding, and that is a mistake. We can't, we can't submit spiritually to, pe to people who are wavering in their faith, to people and just following them from faith to faith because we don't understand what it means to be steady or grounded in their faith. If you are coming to a person so that they could teach you a skill set, let them teach you a skill set. If you are coming to a person so that they could go ahead and develop you mentally, let them develop you mentally. If you are coming to a person so that they could go ahead and help you um, take a certain action or, or take a certain step forward in some practical, um, technical way, let them do that. If you are coming to a person because you simply enjoy their personality and you love being around them and you love their community, then be around them and enjoy their community. But don't let them rule over you. You can love somebody and enjoy somebody and not let them rule over you. And so you can look up to somebody and admire somebody and still not let them rule over you. Because you should not be submitting to man in that way. <laughs> if they especially are not submitted to God in the full way, not in some way, but in the full way. I'm going to go on to say that we cannot submit to people who have a kind heart um, alone because that's not enough. We cannot submit to uh, everything that falls into the category of self-care because a lot of that falls into spir spiritual categories. Prayer is self-care, is a spiritual category. Incantations, a spiritual category, different from what is spiritual prayer towards God of heaven. I say of heaven because a lot of people call a lot of things God. It means we not burn in sage because you're bringing in a spirit that is not consistent with the spirit of God. It means we don't have salt lamps trying to invite in a different spirit that we hope feels good because the, and the thing we're hoping feels good is not consistent with the promises of God. Okay. Um, everything considered spiritual ultimately is not inherently like God. Test the spirit. Test the spirit. Everything in favor of the God of 
everything in favor of the God in heaven is consistent with the spirit of God. Everything that is not in favor of the God of heaven or a directive towards and in support and submission to the God of heaven is against him. And so you might be saying, this is harmless. I mean, it doesn't have nothing to do with God. I mean, it's of the spirit, but it's not like negative. Well, if it's not for him, it's against him. And so where are we now? This is a challenging thing to explain because we don't necessarily always know how much stuff we let in in the spirit. When people walking around looking like light, when people are walking around and they they seem redeemed and they seem light and they seem found and they don't seem lost, that's real. And those are many of the different ways that we see people's spiritual fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I was nervous about producing a podcast that seems so freaking unmarketable. Like, this ain't sexy. Like, (laughs) but how the heck do you choose between what's sexy and what's marketable as a marketer and what's true? And y'all heard in the last episode how my heart breaks for grave misunderstanding. How it grieved me to watch someone long, long and, and still walk away from God. Only to make it back, not even knowing how, whether or not they had much or little time left. Y'all, it's real. It's real out here. It's real out here. And everything ain't Christian. And I get it. They say um, all things are like, what are they be saying? I don't want to say it. People think things are pure because their intentions are pure, and it doesn't mean you're not vulnerable. And... I try my very best not to put myself in positions and situations where I leave myself vulnerable and uncovered. Sometimes I really don't be knowing. Like sometimes I'll I'll listen to something, I'll see something, I'll be like, I I really can't even wrap my mind around what exactly this is. Um, And so I'll be like, Lord, cover me, Lord, keep me, Lord, protect me. Sometimes I listen to things or look at something that is obviously not of him, but if I consider myself to be a person who cares about people and I'm like, but Lord, what is it? Like, what am I even praying against? Sometimes it's just not my business and I don't need to see, but sometimes, sometimes I just need to understand or like I'm asking or trying to figure out what the reality of the danger is. And I have to, I have to protect myself because I'm coming into this place where people are doing full submission to something that they have not done discovery on. And I think that it's important that we take these moments and we assess what this really is. And the reality of it is that you should be like, we should be carrying our, our strength and our life into every environment we're in. 
truly and honestly. And getting through this and getting over this is going to take some time. Developing like the spiritual muscle to be able to discern um, and to be so familiar with the word of God that we understand when something is being communicated and it's not consistent with it, even if it's not aggressive, because most things that are like not aligned with what the Bible says is usually like not aggressive. Um, sometimes, again, like I said before, like even submitting or subscribing to like that same like space, <laughs> like area. Um, and it's, it's, it's just this whole thing. Um, so I tried to, to keep it a little bit um more brief this time um just because we're still doing the work and the work for me let me just say is not done um i consider myself to be just like a a lay person like i'm the person in the pew next to you like i'm the person who got the bible out to and who is taking notes like i'm 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 that person too and I, I'm not looking or searching or digging for anything that even resembles some sort of like platform or elevation to be some sort of authority on something. My real hope, my real heart is for us, us to all as believers qualify as authorities on what it is that we actually believe. Because I think people are getting tricked out of Christianity if we're going to keep it a buck. And I think that people are showing us things that look like they work more or look like they work faster, but there's just the manipulative hand of the enemy trying to do something to to hurt the heart of God, which is take you away from him. Getting you to choose him over over our own creator. And I could be casual and I could um, not be honest and I could... um, be passive about the way that I discuss this, or I could not. I could be up here saying all of these things, knowing that this is not even what I'd be wanting to say. <laughs> this is not even like what I'd be meaning to break down. I'd be trying to break down some like lessons anybody and their mama could really just like apply real quick. And quite frankly, it'd be making the episodes too light, too fluffy, too uninteresting. Um, and it don't ever confront the real challenges that we need to work through and the new, the real lessons that we, we need to learn quickly. And so, yeah, bruh, like I, this is, it was so funny cause I had not planned in this way, um, to have like constant time and to do all this stuff, but here we are, here I am, um, <laughs> with a podcast recorded and podcast notes drafted and stuff like that so um i'm still encouraging you to 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 do whatever your reading is um to commit to not just reading but to study um and persist until you understand and ask questions and ask questions about those questions and ask questions about the people giving you those answers until you feel like you have a strong understanding of of, of where you're being taught from and the posture in the heart of the person teaching or informing you um And I'm asking those same questions, not just of others, but of myself. Are you who you say you are? Do you believe what you profess to believe? If you believe, where is the fruit of your belief? Is it, is it, is it dying to yourself? Is it submission? Is it, is it, is it 
actually believing? Is it spending time with God? Is it uh, denying your flesh? I wanted to cut up in Azara the other day simply because of that receipt policy that they have that is truly, truly, uh, a, like truly, truly trash. Um, and I was so, I was like, bro, I could kick a mirror in right now. Like, I'm just so annoyed that like I got a hundred dollars worth of jeans in the back of my trunk. Like, and I was like, bro, I live 45 minutes away from this mall. My receipt is at home, so I do have it. So I was, I was just pissed. And you want to know what I did? I left. Because <laughs> it was the holiest thing I could do. And I didn't leave. I, I left and I sat down. Again, the holiest thing I could do. Trying my best not to ooh, find a good sin that just skirts the line. Just, ooh, right in your throat. Just. Bro, we're all living this thing out. And anybody who is just being less than genuine about this process and pretending that they're finished is not telling you the truth. Anybody professing to be finished is not telling the truth and are not to be believed. And so that is my time. To be completely honest with you, I am not entirely sure what this podcast is. (laughs) But here we are with another episode. Um, And I really like Face Over Matter and she'd be like... I appreciate you supporting me whatever with whatever it is that I do with my channel. And so I just appreciate you uh, for listening in for whatever kind of lesson you might get on this here podcast. Um, and so I appreciate you um, and I encourage you and you are most certainly in my prayers. Have a great one um, and take it all in. You just finished an episode of Lessons She Learned and how you feel. Do you feel like you learned something new? Do you feel like, you know what, I think I might have what I need to do exactly what I need to do today? Awesome. Well, if you did, if you loved this episode, I want you to go ahead and hop into hop into that little area where we do our ratings. Wherever you listen to podcasts, I would love to go ahead and get that rating just so more people who are interested in content like this can honestly just go ahead and find it. Find out that they're in the right place. Find out that they're around the right people. And so that's the point of that. But also, your favorite point, your favorite uh, thing that was said, I would love for you to go ahead and screenshot that, note that, tag me. I will reshare you. I'm so grateful. Anytime anyone is saying, hey, this information helps me. This content really helped me work through this. And I want to know. I want to know how it impacted you. And so go ahead, tag me on Instagram at Zania E. Blue. Uh, the spelling is in the show notes because, you know, you know how that goes when people spell it any way they want to. But <laughs> I'll see you next time. And I'm excited to share even more about what I have learned.